And now it's time for the newest episode of Straight Talk with Donnie Smith. Join Donnie for straight in-your-face talk for men, discussing real topics, real solutions, with real truth. This is another great episode of Straight Talk. I am your host, Donnie, from Your New Life Ministries. And I wanted to talk to you all about biblical marriage and how to keep the marriage strong. You see, as the longer you stay married, for some reason, the, um, the marriage seems to fade out. Uh, I guess, uh, so to speak, the newness wears off, and we tend to not remember why we married our spouses in the first place. What made her so special in the beginning that that feeling fades away over time? We need to keep nurturing the marriage. We need to keep working on the marriage. Uh, as you see, what I mean is, after five or six years of marriage, you got the husband and wife seems to go on about their separate lives. They don't talk as much anymore. They don't seem to work on their marriage as hard as they used to when they were first dating. When you're first dating, you're calling each other every day. You call each other almost every few hours. But as you're as you stay longer, you stay married. You don't call each other as much. You don't uh, talk to each other as much. And it's kind of sad in a way because you can't let that spark that brought you guys together in the first place to fade away and to fade into existence, so to speak. Why do we let it happen? You see in the Bible that God says you're supposed to nurture the marriage as you nurture a plant. You water it. You feed it. What are you feeding your marriage? And what I, what I mean is, not by food, actually, but the, the scriptures in the Bible. There's plenty of scriptures in the Bible that teaches you how to feed your marriage spiritually. You need to sit down with your wives and your families and read the Bible at night. That's the perfect nourishment to nourish your marriage, the, to keep it fresh, to keep it holy. I'm reminded of this verse in the Bible from Galatians. Now I'll read it to you all here, here in a second. And uh, it's a perfect scripture. Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows. This is also what he reaps. For, one, for the one who sows his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows from the Spirit will, fill, uh, will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Let us not lose heart and doing good for due in time will reap if we do not grow weary see what he's talking about is do not be corrupt by the world you need to be uh, uh, doing what the bible says We're, uh, and I know it is very difficult to do in this day and age but that's something that we have to do we have to keep our uh, spirit in the bible not from worldly views the world will corrupt you as it's already doing now the world will destroy anything it touches. Satan has gotten his mitts into this world far more than we realize. And he's destroying everything that's good, everything that God has created in this world. Satan is slowly destroying with his wickedness and his deceitfulness, such as porn and uh, and cheating on the wives and saying, oh, it, it, if it happened once, it's no big deal. If it happens once, that's once too many. You see in the Bible it says, man who think of other women has already committed adultery in his own mind. 
See, when you're thinking about other women, you should be thinking about your wife. That's why you were and you and her got together in the first place. You cannot do that. Once you think about other women, that's going to slowly creep into your marriage more than you will realize, and it will just destroy it. You you married this woman in the first place for a reason. You were turned on by her. You saw her and thought she was beautiful. What changed over time to change your thoughts about the woman you married? Why aren't you nourishing that relationship in the first place instead of straying onto somebody else you think is more better? What was What's wrong with her? You chose her for a reason in the first place. You chose to date her. You chose to marry her. What changed? What makes this woman so much better than the woman you're with now? Nothing except for that Satan is getting into your thoughts and thinking, oh, this woman's going to be so kind to you. Well, if she's willing to cheat, uh, uh, cheat with you, she's not very good. I mean, if she respected her, the woman that you're with, she wouldn't be doing this. Uh, it all comes down to respect. Respect of your wife. And I'm also reminded of the verse in, in, in Genesis chapter 2, verses 24. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. See, you're already one flesh with your wife when you chose to marry her. Why split the flesh? Why cut it? You think it's better with another woman? No, it's going to be the same thing. You chose your wife. You chose her for a reason. What changed? What changed over time? Did you two grow apart? And then obviously you didn't realize who you married in the first place. That's why you date for so long to get to know the person. And once you date them for so long, then you realize this is the person you need to be with, not somebody else. Marriage is about work. It's about dedication. If you can't be dedicated to her, then who are you going to be dedicated with? What are you going to be dedicated with? It's all about choices and and temptation. you got to be willing to not be tempted. Satan will tempt you every step of the way. He's already doing it with other thoughts and other other things are going on but uh let me let me let me let you mull on that for a little while and we'll play some music and i think this song is perfect for what we're doing here now it's called when god made you by new song hearts can come together and love can last forever but now that I have found you I believe that a miracle has come when God sends a perfect one now gone are all my questions about why and I've never been so sure of anything Oh, I wonder what God was thinking when He created you. I wonder if He knew everything I would need because He made all my dreams come true. When God made 
your own marriage I don't know what will I'm also reminded of 2nd Corinthians 10 3 through 5 for we the afford for though we walk in flesh we do not war after the flesh we for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ so that means 
if we're married, we have we shouldn't be going after another woman, or or another man for that matter, or whatever it is, whatever circumstance you are. You already have your spouse. You don't need to go war after another. In other words, go out searching for another partner. You had that partner. You chose them for a reason. So you can choose your thoughts and trash the bad ones that you uh, might have coming in there that Satan's bringing into you. No, you're responsible for your own actions. So don't get mad at your spouse if you cheated on somebody, cheated with somebody else. Well, that's your fault. You had the choice to make that choice. And uh, if you're choosing something else, then obviously you're not committed to your spouse like you should be. Something is wrong with you. You need to figure out what's going on with you. Go read the Bible. Go talk to somebody. Take it. Hey, I got some problems here in my marriage, and I need help fixing it. Because you have to be man enough and have the courage to fix your relationship if there's something wrong. You have the choice. See, once you choose the, your choice, there's no turning back. No turning back at all. If you're married, what if you have kids and you cheat on your spouse? That just tells your kids it's okay to cheat. And you obviously didn't care about their about their parent in the first place. You made a choice to get married. You had the power to keep that marriage alive. Look at that one preacher. Um, and well, this is a sad example, but obviously this is that needs wants to be said. Is um, Charles Stanley? He was married for years. He is a man that's dedicated to Christ. He dedicated his entire life to the church. His, he was married to his wife for I don't know how many years, and that man did everything he could to keep his marriage intact and well this just shows his human humanity the humanity side of things his wife decided she didn't want to be married anymore and that was very sad his kids were right there in the middle of it but um she chose to walk away and see that that just tells you that preachers can have the same problems as we do and they're just as human as we are the point of that is that he chose to try to fix the marriage and she didn't want it and they got they ultimately got divorced but the, he and he chose Christ so he according to that faith which I don't understand to this day I don't understand that is that he cannot be married again once a pre, once a preacher gets divorced they're not supposed to marry again well it wasn't his fault that his wife chose to divorce him wasn't his fault at all so why should he take that but he did because he loved his love for Christ but I know it got a little off topic there but I just I'm just explaining to you that if it can happen to a preacher it can happen to anyone preachers are no different than people they they the only thing is they're just called to a higher calling than we are but the point is um, again is that we need to man up and try to keep our marriage sacred we need to keep a marriage alive. Keep the spark in the marriage. Don't stray off. Why stray off to something else? I mean, it doesn't mean the grass is greener on the other side. Grass is probably never greener on the other side. We don't know. But the point is, you shouldn't be looking in the first place because you tied the knot with your spouse. I'm re reminded of what I did in my personal marriage, actually. My wife and I did this in our marriage ceremony. The three strands of the three strands of uh, three cords uh, tied together is not easily broken. That's a symbolic thing in marriage. Once your string is tied, there's no untying them. And you shouldn't want to untie because you, you love that person. You should never want those strings broken. Never. I know I don't. What about anybody else? Do you want your marriage broken? Of course you don't because you married them. 
But uh, I'm going to end here on this. I know it's kind of short, but uh, I, I think I said everything I needed to say. Just, man, this, men, just keep your marriage strong. Read the scriptures. Have a Bible study every night just to keep the marriage alive. Keep the spark there. You're in it for a long haul. Marriage is never meant to be broken. Never should be broken. God didn't create divorce. Man did. Man did because they're selfish. We want everything that we can get our hands on, even if it belongs to somebody else. That's that's na that's the nature of human nature. We want everything that everybody else has. But we chose to uh, uh, to get married for a reason, and that reason should never be tarnished. But thank you for your time. If you like this and other things, I know I kind of rushed through this a little bit, but uh, there's so much that I can say that just there's not enough time of the day to say it. But uh, I I believe it hit the gist of the matter is. Read the Bible, have a Bible studies with your family to keep the marriage going together. Uh, if you like this message, any other message that I have, uh, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and check out our YouTube channel as well, Your New Life Ministries on YouTube and on Facebook. Like us and uh, go to our website. And if you have any questions or thoughts or concerns, please email us at info at yournewlifebooks.com. Thank you very much for your time. Bye-bye. This is another great episode of Straight Talk. I am your host, Donnie, from Your New Life Ministries. And I wanted to talk to you all about biblical marriage and how to keep the marriage strong. You see, as the longer you stay married, for some reason, the, um, the marriage seems to fade out. Uh, I guess, uh, so to speak, the newness wears off and we tend to not remember why we married our spouses in the first place. What made her so special in the beginning that that feeling fades away over time? We need to keep nurturing the marriage. We need to keep working on the marriage. Uh, as you see, what I mean is, after five or six years of marriage, you got the husband and wife seems to go on about their separate lives. They don't talk as much anymore. They don't seem to work on a marriage as hard as they used to when they were first dating. When you're first dating, you're calling each other every day. You're calling each other almost every few hours. But as you as you stay longer, you stay married, you don't call each other as much. You don't uh, talk to each other as much. And it's kind of sad in a way because you can't let that spark that brought you guys together in the first place to fade away and to fade into existence so to speak why do we let it happen you see in the bible that god says you're supposed to nurture the marriage as you nurture a plant you water it you feed it what are you feeding your marriage and what i what i mean is not by food actually but the as the scriptures in the bible there's plenty of scriptures in the bible that teaches you how to feed your marriage spiritually you need to sit down with your wives and your families and read the Bible at night. That's the perfect nourishment to nourish your marriage, to the, the keep it fresh, to keep it holy. I'm reminded of this verse in the Bible from Galatians. Now I'll read it to you all here, here in a second. And uh, it's a perfect scripture. Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows. This is also what he reaps. For one, for the one who sows his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But 
the one who sows from the spirit will fill uh, will from the spirit reap eternal life let us not lose heart in doing good for due in time will reap if we do not grow weary see what he's talking about is do not be corrupt by the world you need to be uh, uh, doing what the Bible says We're, uh, and I know it is very difficult to do in this day and age but that's something that we have to do we have to keep our uh, spirit in the Bible not from worldly views the world will corrupt you as it's already doing now the world will destroy anything it touches Satan has gotten his mitts into this world far more than we realize and he's destroying everything that's good everything that God has created in this world Satan is slowly destroying with his wickedness and his deceitfulness such as porn and uh, and cheating on the wives and saying oh it, it, if it happened once it's no big deal if it happens once that's once too many you see in the Bible it says man who think of other women has already committed adultery in his own mind See, when you're thinking about other women, you should be thinking about your wife. That's why you weren't you and her got together in the first place. You cannot do that. Once you think about other women, that's going to slowly creep into your marriage more than you will realize, and it will just destroy it. You you married this woman in the first place for a reason. You were turned on by her. You saw her, and thought she was beautiful. What changed over time to change your thoughts about the woman you married? Why aren't you nourishing that relationship in the first place instead of straying onto somebody else you think is more better? What was what's wrong with her? You chose her for a reason in the first place. You chose to date her. You chose to marry her. What changed? What makes this woman so much better than the woman you're with now? Nothing except for that Satan is getting into your thoughts and thinking, oh, this woman's going to be so kind to you. Well, if she's willing to cheat uh, uh, cheat with you, she's not very good. I mean, if she respected her, the woman that you're with, she wouldn't be doing this. Uh, it all comes down to respect. Respect of your wife. And I'm also reminded of the verse in, in, in Genesis chapter 2, verses 24. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. See, you're already one flesh with your wife when you chose to marry her. Why split the flesh? Why cut it? You think it's better with another woman? No, it's going to be the same thing. You chose your wife. You chose her for a reason. What changed? What changed over time? Did you two grow apart? And then obviously you didn't realize who you married in the first place. That's why you date for so long to get to know the person. And once you date them for so long, then you realize this is the person you need to be with, not somebody else. Marriage is about work. It's about dedication. If you can't be dedicated to her, then who are you going to be dedicated with? What are you going to be dedicated with? It's all about choices and, and temptation. you got to be willing to not be tempted. Satan will tempt you every step of the way. He's already doing it with other thoughts and other other things are going on but uh let me let let me let you mull on that for a little while and we'll play some music and i think this song is perfect for what we're doing here now it's called when god made you by new song
Our two hearts can come together And love can last forever But now that I have found you I believe That a miracle has come When God sends a perfect one Now gone are all my questions about why so sure of anything in my life Oh, I wonder what God was thinking when He created you I wonder if He knew everything I would need because He made all my dreams come true when God made you, you must have been thinking about me. Ooh. I promise that wherever you may go, wherever life may lead you, with all my heart I'll be there too. And from this moment on, I want.
Now, if that don't make you think about your own marriage, I don't know what will. I'm also reminded of 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5. For, for, for though we walk in flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So that means if we're married, we ha we shouldn't be going after another woman or or another man for that matter or whatever it is, whatever circumstance you are. You already have your spouse. You don't need to go war after another one. In other words, go out searching for another partner. You had that partner. You chose them for a reason. So you can choose your thoughts and trash the bad ones that you uh, might have coming in there that Satan's bringing into you. No, you're responsible for your own actions. So don't get mad at your spouse if you cheated on somebody, cheated with somebody else. Well, that's your fault. You had the choice to make that choice. And uh, if you're choosing something else, then obviously you're not committed to your spouse like you should be. Something is wrong with you. You need to figure out what's going on with you. Go read the Bible. Go talk to somebody. Take it. Hey, I got some problems here in my marriage, and I need help fixing it. Because you have to be man enough and have the courage to fix your relationship if there's something wrong. You have the choice. See, once you choose the, your choice, there's no turning back. No turning back at all. If you're married, well, if you have kids and you cheat on your spouse, that just tells your kids it's okay to cheat. And you obviously didn't care about their uh, about their parent in the first place. You made a choice to get married. You had the power to keep that marriage alive. Look at that one preacher. Um, and well, this is a sad example, but obviously this is that needs wants to be said. Is um, Charles Stanley? He was married for years. He is a man that's dedicated to Christ. He dedicated his entire life to the church. He was married to his wife for I don't know how many years, and that man did everything he could to keep his marriage intact. And, well, this just shows his humanity, the humanity side of things. His wife decided she didn't want to be married anymore, and that was very sad. His kids were right there in the middle of it. But um, she chose to walk away, and see, that... That just tells you that preachers can have the same problems as we do, and they're just as human as we are. The point of that is that he chose to try to fix the marriage, and she didn't want it. And they got they ultimately got divorced, but the, he and he chose Christ. So he, according to that faith, which I don't understand to this day, I don't understand that, is that he cannot be married again. Once a pre, once a preacher gets divorced, they're not supposed to marry again. Well, it wasn't his fault that his wife chose to divorce him. It wasn't his fault at all, so why should he take that? But he did because he loved his love for Christ. But I know it got a little off topic there, but I just, I'm just explaining to you that if it can happen to a preacher, it can happen to anyone. Preachers are no different than people. They, they, the only thing is they're just called to a higher calling than we are. But the point is, um, again is that we need to man up and try to keep our marriage sacred. We need to keep our marriage alive. Keep the spark in the marriage. Don't stray off. Why stray off to something else? I mean, it doesn't mean the grass is green on the other side. 
grass is probably never greener on the other side. We don't know. But the point is, you shouldn't be looking in the first place because you tied the knot with your spouse. I'm reminded of what I did in my personal marriage, actually. My wife and I did this in our marriage ceremony. The three strands, the three strands of uh, three cords tied together is not easily broken. That's a symbolic thing in marriage. Once your string is tied, there's no untying them. And you shouldn't want to untie because you you love that person. You should never want those strings broken. Never. I know I don't. What about anybody else? Do you want your marriage broken? Of course you don't because you married them. But uh, I'm going to end here on this. I know it's kind of short, but uh, I, I think I said everything I needed to say. Just, man, this, men, just keep your marriage strong. Read the scriptures. Have a Bible study every night just to keep the marriage alive. Keep the spark there. You're in it for a long haul. Marriage is never meant to be broken. Never should be broken. God didn't create divorce. Man did. Man did because they're selfish. We want everything that we can get our hands on, even if it belongs to somebody else. That's that's na- that's the nature of human nature. We want everything that everybody else has. But we chose to uh, uh, to get married for a reason, and that reason should never be tarnished. But thank you for your time. If you like this and other things, I know I kind of rushed through this a little bit, but uh, there's so much I, I can say that just there's not enough time of the day to say it. But uh, I, I believe it hit the gist of the matter is read the Bible, have a Bible studies with your family to keep the marriage going together. Uh, if you like this message, any other message that I have, uh, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. And check out our YouTube channel as well, Your New Life Ministries, on YouTube and on Facebook. Like us and uh, go to our website. And if you have any questions or thoughts or concerns, please email us at info at yournewlifebooks.com. Thank you very much for your time. Bye-bye.